0: Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com, so please subscribe. We're talking today to Patrick Downey. He's the CEO of Orzone, their West African Gold development company. We're talking about the recent Feasibility Study announcement, also some debt discussions that they're having the remodelling of their drill program, plus some anti-dilutionary measures that they are taking, plus the simplification of a lot of their internal processes. Hi Patrick, how are you?
1: Very well. How are you?
0: Not bad, not bad. And we saw each other back in May at the 1 to 1 conference um, and you were doing the rounds there. That's correct. One or two things happened since then. Perhaps we should talk about those. Yeah, I think when we
1: to the one-to-one, we were just about the final stages of our updated feasibility study. Um, uh, It came out actually uh, better than we, you know, we originally thought it would. We we said in January that we were going to build a 1.2 million ton uh, uh, sulfide uh, plant. It turned out that we were capable of building uh, 2.2 million ton. Little extra capital, but significantly better economics.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, we should talk about that because obviously that, that you know, your share price when we met was at $0.39. Cents. It's now at 62 You've had a nice bump there. I'd love to take all the credit for that, but I think it's down to the feasibility. Uh, so we better talk about it. Um, so why don't, you give it, why don't you give us the, the highlights there? Because the, the NPV has changed significantly some great numbers. Yes, so, in So,
1: so essentially, the in 2018, uh, the you know the MPB was around about 220 million. Um, we what we did was we really planned this on the basis that we could build the sulfide expansion from the cash flow of the first couple of years of oxide. Yeah. The oxides in the first two and a half years are really high cash flow because there's really no pre stripping, low strip ratio and it's the highest grade oxides you know, right up front. So that's um, a pretty simple circuit to build. So we we looked at the sulphides, we expected to be able to build a 1.2 million tonne per annum uh, uh, plant there. But once the reserve started coming together, it became pretty obvious to us that that was, uh, we were going to run out of oxides before we ran into sulphides. So we, we, we married the two flow sheets together to uh, come Up with a 2.2 million ton per annum uh, sulfide circuit. So that comes in in year three and it, it adds around about 700,000 ounces of recovered gold. So we had about a million in uh, the first in the oxides, we're now at 1.7 million. That's great. The margins as we add in those ounces are significantly better than the margins of the oxides at that.
0: So, time. what's the additional cost to you for doing that?
1: It's it's including. There's a small resettlement program at the bottom end, which is a, an area right to the south. Including that, we're around about sixty-five million dollars. Okay. And um, we could have built this for significantly less, probably ten or twelve million dollars less, by integrating the sulfide circuit into the oxide circuit. But we made the conscious decision to build a separate circuit. So that we can operate the oxides fully independently from the sulfides. So when you're crushing sulfides, grinding them, you're not interfering with the oxide circuit. They only actually blend once you put them into the CIL circuit.
0: So, so, that's, that's, so that's getting a wee bit technical. So, okay, it would you could have saved ten to twelve million, but you chose not to mm-hmm. because you can keep them separate. So was that an, that's got to be an economic. Decision at some point, so it's not just about what you're saving. Well, it, it,
1: it's, it's an economic decision from it from a IRR and MPV point, and also from purely from an operational viewpoint. Right. The oxides are free milling; uh, they don't need um, sorry, not free milling. There, there are no crushing, uh, so you know you don't have any of that. It's very simple grinding, at significantly less power cost. You add in a sulfide mix there. And you know, you can have, or we, we believed you could have operational uh, issues going forward, right? So, this just allowed us to, to completely separate that and make it a much simpler circuit.
0: That sounds more like what the decision is based on. It seems it's, it's simpler to, because the IRR hasn't moved much, you, you, you've moved 1.2, you've gone from 42.6 to 43.8, so it's not a significant shift. But obviously, the NPV over 140. Million more, so it's, I mean, it's, yeah. it's impressive. So you just try and, in fact, you used a phrase with me last time. What you bought was overly complicated, and you tried to simplify. it. Would you say that's the secret to secret sauce? That's
1: that's the way we want to keep it. We right. we 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 always made this so that you know, it, really, when you put in a sulphide, a big sag mill, which we've got there, a semi-autogenous grinding mill, hmm. you do have periods of time of, of, of about a week. Where you have to do complete relining of that side, your, your plants down. And that's fine. But w- the way we've done this, when that's happening, the oxides can continue running. We don't interrupt them. It's a very simple circuit. And in, in places like Africa, that's a real bonus. Mm. And we do it because the capex for the, for the oxide is reasonable. And the capex for the five is very reasonable because we're not adding CIL, we're not adding kidding, so we're just adding a bolt-on section. Right, and that's what that's what really drives the the MPV.
0: Okay, so again, I want, just want to talk about a few things. I mean, we, we can we can talk about the, the the project as a whole. You know, you're on the right postcode. You're you know, you've got B2, West African, Bezo, Samofo. Everyone you need to be around to endorse, this for people new to the story, you're in the right, you're in the right place. Um, you also talked to us last time about de-risking and you spent a lot of time in terms of, uh, as you say, talking about the, the de-risking of the project. So why don't you tell people about some of those things? I'm trying to give them a sense of the type of management team that you are.
1: Well, we're, we're a very operational focused team. Um, generally, when we, when we look at a project, we look at it from, you know, how will we, will we operate and maintain this and make it simple. We visited a lot of projects, not just Gold mining projects. You know, for the oxide, we looked at it from the point of view of handling this sort of material. It's fine grained, it's, it's, it, it, it's got great properties in the sense that you don't need to crush it, minimal grinding, but it, it's clay, it's sticky in the, in the rainy season how do we get around that? So we designed the front end with a lot, a little bit more capital to allow us a simpler operation. We visited Nickel laterite projects, we visited bauxite laterites and we come up with some great ideas from those uh, um, operations that we've incorporated into this. On the sulphides, we looked at it and said, well look, this has to be a crushing grinding circuit. So, if we melt, if we blend it in with the oxides, now we're adding a level of complexity there that we don't need to add to the oxides. We're going to need it for the sulfides. Mm-hmm. So, we looked and said, how do we simplify this from an operational point of view? Okay, let's make it totally separate. You, we can look after it. It'll only ever deal with the sulfide rock. So, when we have to maintain it, you know, and line the sag mill, et cetera, we don't interfere with any other part of the operation. It can all be done with a with a small specialist crew that do not have to worry about getting back up in two days or things like that, and so we and, and when we talk to our operating team about going forward, they love that aspect of it. That you know, doing this gives them that flexibility.
0: I just want to point out, you know, you, your ASIC is low. You're you know about seven hundred and talked about, and I'm sure you'll refine that yeah. over time. Um, you've reduced technical risk. You've got the thing that interests me is the is the small capex number. It's, I mean, relatively small capex number, which I suspect you're going to deal with using debt. You've, you said you've had some debt conversations. Yes. So how are they going? What's happening?
1: They're, they're progressing very well, and um, one of the aspects of adding the sulfide to the to the project is that now you, you still only have to borrow the money in debt terms for the oxide project, but you're adding significantly more ounces against that and you're not having to go to increase your debt load for the sulphide. So, we believe that gives us much more debt carrying capacity at the front end. So, it it, it really essentially reduces the amount of equity we would have to to issue at the front end going forward. So, that's a, a, a very, very important part of this project. Even when we build a sulphide project, we never go cash flow negative on during that th- that period of time. We're still cash flow positive. So we can build the sulphides out of uh, uh, cash flow and we can continue to pay the debt for, for the oxides right through that. And we have a longer mine life on which to amortise that debt against.
0: Yes. And some really, really interesting, what people call catalyst moments, hopefully for you. And when we talked last, you said, well, if once we get this, debt in place, I think we'll get a re rate because that's just priority. That'll people have some sort of level of comfort as to when we're going to get into production. Do you think the way the market's going, obviously gold up, uh you've seen a bit of a bump since your FS has come out, or maybe partially because gold is up as well. We don't know don't know who's going to take credit there entirely. Do you think you're going to get this re rate?
1: Yes. Look, um I think when when we get the, when we're able to announce the quantum of debt that we can carry against the project that the project can can um, can uh, pay back, then people will know what your equity uh, piece will be, and they they'll know that it's not one of those equity pieces that will end up crushing you. The so NAV per share is is really badly affected.
0: You're about 0.2 at the moment on your your EV NAV ratio, which is obviously quite low. You'd you'd hope to be what narrow one
1: yeah you? yeah and and so what, what, what we want to do there is go out and in in generally august september probably september to get the story out more get people to recognize the story i think hopefully we'll be able to make a few moves to show people how you know where things are going mm. and at that point we would um uh, you know essentially uh, look at where we put the pin in on the debt at that stage. So the debt is proceeding very well. We're going through the technical due diligence now. We would expect that to be complete sometime in late August, early September, and then at that point we'll start to see what level of debt we can carry.
0: Essentially, I mean, Are you getting under any pressure from, obviously things are moving along, the share prices has taken this bump recently, which is up, which is great. Are you getting any pressure from people like RCF, who you know we talked about them being as sort of a very technical partner and committed partner? But you know they came in at eighty cents. Are they? They must have some degree of comfort as to well where this is going, and probably as long term players, maybe they were never worried. I mean, what are they talking to you about?
1: Um, you know, I would frankly say they really, really like our project. It, it is one of their key projects. They they tell us um, they're um, a great supporter. We have been very communicative with them. We have uh, monthly updated management meetings with them. Um, They've been to the project, they've now seen the study, they're now taking all of the technical data from the study to see where where it means for them. But I can tell you, they would be more than happy to add to their ownership at this point. Um, it, It has gone you know, when we sat down with RCF, and we, we knew each other, we, you know, we we from a long time before on mm. other projects. When we sat down with them, we had a program and a plan as to how we would execute. And I think they've seen that we have absolutely executed to that plan, which doesn't always happen for various reasons. And that that gives that great degree of comfort.
0: Right, right. I mean, that's an interesting point. And so, and sorry to segue off of your company, because we're here to talk about you what you've done Patrick but um, it's an interesting point we we were talking to a bunch of investors and around this component of how do you keep information reports like whether it be whether it be an FS or otherwise secret you mean how do you stop leaks from happening how do you stop stop as a CEO how do you manage that process I mean, my view is there must be between 10 and a hundred people touching that before it comes public knowledge I mean What's the process?
1: Well, the, the the engineers are generally very focused on doing the engineering. They're, they're not focused about leaks or telling people and they're generally not they're not generally market market I related.
0: I know right? that, but it just well, it gets out, you know.
1: Well, well, look, when we set out to do do this, our, our technical group internally we did a fair amount of work to figure out was this worthwhile going forward mm. and and doing. So we, we put out a press release in January mm. that was Detailed in what we were doing, and how we were going to do it, and what we felt it was going to look like, etc. Mm. And and you know it, it, it was you know all based on on technical fact that was already generally in the market. We weren't telling anything you know that that we were guessing at or whatever. And then when we when we walk through it with our shareholders, we we, we generally you know if, if you just give them look, we feel things are going well. Things are on track. We should have the, the, the study by Q2. We think it'll add something in the region of 80 to 100 million to our now. Obviously, it turned out to be better than that, um, you know. And so you're, you're on track. You know, generally people can, you know, can read when you're sitting in front of an investor and they say, "Well, when you when you talked about this a few weeks ago, you were saying 80 to 100 million. Do you still think that?" If you hesitate and go mm, then they're going to go, "Oh." That's not good. Mm. If you're, you know, confident, say, well, at this stage, yes, I would believe that. That That's, you know, where we, we've said that in the public market with no reason to change it. And so you keep it that, in, in that way. So you, there's, there is a fine balance between, uh, you know, keeping people continually informed, uh, your disclosure, and making sure that you're not saying anything that's not, you know, in the public market.
0: Well. And, you yeah. know,
1: it, it, you know, we, we we are generally very conservative about how we go about it, and um, we we take a conservative viewpoint. We generally don't actively market during um, uh, the, the critical phases of a study. We only go out when we're ready to you know talk about it as we're going through it, but not when we're in the critical phases. We do not market. We do not talk about it.
0: But we, yeah, would you agree that sometimes in the market it perhaps doesn't. Go that way. I appreciate how you manage it. Oh
1: something? yeah, look, absolutely. I mean, I, you know, there's times when you, you, you know, you go, well, that wasn't right, or you know, how how come they said this and what? And so things do get leaked out, um, you know. But you know, I would say from from our point of view, you know, uh, we were very, very close, uh, close. And I, mean, I mean, even my directors, I kept them informed, but until I knew where the numbers were, almost absolutely right, it was only yeah. that they said directors, this is where I believe we're gonna be in, and we're gonna be ready to put the pen in it in two weeks.
0: No, I, I appreciate that from you. I mean you know we, we like we like your story and we like the way that you run a very tight ship. You know, you're you're one of the most active retirees I've ever met. You said that <laughs> <laughs> you my wife said as well. <laughs> <laughs> well you know because upon one of the other subjects which we keep getting asked about which is around you know salaries and you know remuneration and so forth you guys have put your money where your mouth is and that and you're remunerated along with the shareholders. so one of the few companies where you say you know we're aligned with our shareholders and mean it because we we sort of we have been getting lots of questions about highly paid mining executives but I think you know, perhaps mm-hmm. don't fall into that category which is great um well look Let's talk about just one, one last thing if I may. You, you're going through a resettlement um, program at the moment, which you think is quite important. Obviously, um, again, another thing where you can cut costs, but you haven't. You want to tell us about no, that. No, I,
1: I think, you know, I really have to uh, um, give a lot of praise where praise is due. The guys down there on the ground who have been running with this and, and doing all of the work in the background did a fantastic job. and. Um, we approach this in a, again in a very systematic manner. You know, um, you know, when you're building a mine, you're up you're upsetting other people's livelihood. Yeah, you know, and generally you have to move, and it's it's fairly well um, uh, uh, controlled and managed in Burkina because there's been a lot of mines built. But um, you know, we went about it whereby you know we uh, didn't go cheap on the houses. Uh, we we got everybody to sign off, but one of the key things that we felt was, look, these guys are signing off on drawings and maybe they don't fully understand what they're looking at. Let's build sample houses, it's going to cost us a little more. Let's build sample houses in each village of the type of houses we're building. Let the, let the, the communities come, come inside, look at the finished product, give us any changes or issues that they're, that they're concerned with. We did that. We did have a couple of changes actually. It was, um and, and you know around you know uh, you know ca- capturing water and uh, stuff that they're going to use, and and they were extremely happy. That got out to you know the uh, the authorities in the sense that um, you know the mayor, the the, the, the ministers. We had a, a a wrap opening ceremony in May.
0: Yeah,
1: sort of unprecedented in in, in that part of the world. We. Um, allowed for a 1,000 people to attend. 3,000 people attended. That's all of the communities. Everybody turned up. It was a fantastic day, a fantastic celebration. And it goes to show you the work that we're doing, not just in building houses, but in the livelihood restoration that we're doing, the work that we've put into uh, community programs, water, schools, mm-hmm. land restoration, all of those things. You know, you know. I, I gotta say, I'm extremely proud of that. I'm extremely proud of what the guys have done, you know, and uh, how well it has been managed and executed on the ground.
0: No, it's it's very it's very very important. Um, it means lots of people there for sure. Um, okay, we're going to finish up. Can you tell me? Okay, you are you, you you've extended the life of mine ten-year life of mine 133 134 thousand ounces over that period of time. You've done your FS. You're looking at the debt uh, position at the moment. we'll get into production. Uh, your one hundred thirty million market cap today. something wrong with that picture. What, what should What should investors know? Well, I think that
1: um, you know, we had to live a little bit of the legacy of what occurred in the past, and we've, we're getting, getting out of that as we move forward here. Um, I think also uh, as they see us continuing to develop the project, the confidence level will come back um, to it. We are getting a lot more inquiries about the project and the company. And um, the other th- key thing that I think will happen and will be a catalyst here, we have been drilling, uh, you know, reasonably quietly, but we 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 did decided that there was a, a, a model here that we should focus on, particularly in what's called the hanging wall of the project. The main foot wall is very continuous. Mm. That drilling has been very successful. The modelling is coming up ext- very exciting. Um, some of the grades that we have there are, you know, 7-8 times the average grade of the, the, the deposit. It's wide open at depth. So, um, that's going to be, a, I, I think, a very exciting catalyst going forward. We are going to put aside some money for that over the next year to do more drilling, and I think once that people understand what that means, it, you know, drilling still gets people excited about a project, and it's not just building it; it's also showing that it's got a long life and it's got great upside. And so we're we're just about to finalise that model, and then we go to the board with a proposal to. Um, Set aside a a certain amount of monies to drill it over the next twelve to eighteen months, and I think that would be another big catalyst for
0: us. Right, in the short term.
1: In the short term, getting the debt in place and showing that what the debt carrying capacity is, um, uh, some maybe some other um, moves on the debt, which uh, you know we've got we've got a lot of irons in the fire here that we're looking at that that will reduce the level of equity that we have to put in. and As you rightly said, we are in there alongside our shareholders. We are big shareholders of this company. So NAV per share for us as employees and management is extremely important. Mm. It's not building a project just for the sake of building a project. It's building a profitable project that returns uh, equity to the investors. And that's what we're looking at.
0: Patrick, I appreciate your time today. That's a great summary. It's good, great to speak to you again. I think it's a really, really strong project in in West Africa and people should be looking at it. We look forward to speaking to you again soon, sir.
1: Yeah. I hope the the next time I speak to you, we will have doubled the share price again. That would be lovely.
0: That would be lovely. Well, I
1: will give you credit, and I will give you credit.
0: (laughs) Finally, (laughs) finally. Well, look, brilliant. Thanks again for your time, Patrick. We'll speak to you soon.